I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. It is our favorite time of the weekend, which is brunch, because we get to do brunch talk. (laughs) Welcome to Brunch Talk by the Dateable Podcast. We dive into your burning dating questions, help facilitate some crowdsourced answers. And so we don't have to navigate this alone. We can do this together over brunch. I love when people tell us that they'll play this on a Sunday morning (laughs) and, you know, make their food at their home. And it's almost like we're there with them just chatting away. That is such a great feeling to hear. And, you know, this started off as an experiment. 
We've gotten such good response and feedback from it, and the questions keep coming in. So we're really excited this is taken off. We've also heard that we have some new listeners who came in through Brunch Talk and maybe have only listened to Brunch Talk. Mm. So this is just a reminder that we do have a longer <laughs> episode that drops every Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever your time zone you're on. But that episode explores a deeper topic, mm-hmm. usually with an expert or with a guest. So there are two different formats of shows and the other one's a little bit longer. But just so you know, if you're just coming in through Brunch Talk, we do have another show during the week. This is like your side and that's the full meal. So Mm -hmm. if you're warming up with the side dish, it's time to upgrade to the entree. Or uh, maybe you're just not that hungry. So you just want a little side dish today. And then when you're (laughs) hungry, you're ready for the main dish. Are we still talking about our podcast? No, I'm just getting hungry thinking about that. <laughs> Should we just cut out now and go to brunch? Yeah. Yeah. No, we won't do that. <laughs> but we will cut out now and get to the question, the meaty question. Oh, yes. Of this. Well, do vegetarians say meaty? Do they go, ooh, that's a meaty topic? I wonder if they say. <laughs> Random. Sorry, vegetarian questions. listeners. We're like losing your appetite as we speak. Maybe, I don't know, vegetarians tell us, you say, ooh, that's a leafy topic. <laughs> <laughs> we should start using that. A leafy topic. A leafy <laughs> Let's topic. make it a thing. Sounds fulfilling. <laughs> we'll be plant forward from now on. We want to be inclusive. <laughs> the question for this episode is, is timing everything in dating? Ooh, one of our favorite questions. And I feel like we can't even count the amount of times we've gotten a form, a variation of this question. But one came in recently. And the more details on this question, I'm finding myself in this current dilemma. We both have this undeniable connection, one that I've never experienced before. However, outside factors have made it almost impossible to grow further together. And if we both made some priority adjustments, we could possibly try to make it work again. Is timing everything or is this the wrong person? I mean, we played around with this formula for a while. Is it the person? Is it timing? And I think we can ultimately say that it has to be a combination of both. I'm sure that's not what you want to hear. (laughs) But if you find the right person, but if the timing doesn't work out, that's actually not the right person. It's funny that we separate the two. (laughs) Like, oh, there are external factors that are preventing us from being together. That means that's not the right person. So yeah, this is why we hold on to the concept of like the one that got away or the gold standard, because we think, oh, we found the right person. It just wasn't the right time. No such thing. If the timing wasn't right, that person wasn't right. We always hear right person, wrong time. Nope. Nope. Wrong time, wrong person, basically. Yep. And I agree. I think, I mean, I was victim to this for years. I thought that I had found the right person. Just some personal things had to change on Mm -hmm. his side. And then once it did, everything would be good. Spoiler alert, it never did. Yep. And I think actually being removed from the situation, all the things that I thought it was outside, of course, those were still factors. I don't want to like diminish that life happens and sometimes life does get in the way because it's not like dating is our only thing that's happening in our worlds. That being said, I do believe that the right person will want to make it work. And it doesn't mean that they like don't want to, that they're like a bad person and they didn't have feelings for you, but maybe they're just not in the place to make it work. It almost Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what the reason is. All that matters is that they're not committing. And it took me entering this new relationship. I don't want to say new, it's been a year and a half, but the relationship (laughs) I'm currently in. (laughs) 
<laughs> to realize that it was a commitment issue. That's what the core was, mm. that like, we don't know the circumstance in this response that came in from our listener, that there's reasons why they're growing apart, maybe distance of where you live. Like there can be a lot of these factors. But at the end of the day, like unless you're going to make it work by making some changes, then it almost doesn't matter what the reason is. I think a reframe of this question could be, what is the formula for a healthy, sustaining relationship? Yes. And that formula is a combination of this mutual attraction, basic foundational attraction, plus the willingness to build a life together. Yes. And when we're talking about timing, I think a very important question to ask your partner is, what is the life we want to build together? And if you're not aligned on that, then you're with the wrong person. And I've given this example a few times. When I was in my 20s, I met someone who's ready to lock it down, get married, have kids. He did everything right. This man treated me so well. He was such a wonderful person. I can honestly say right person. I guess anybody could say that's a right person. He did all the right things. But our life goals at that time were different. He wanted to move to the suburbs and start having kids already. We were living in New York City. I wasn't even done exploring New York yet. I would have been happy with someone who was committed to exploring more of the city life and grow within the city life first, but we didn't see eye to eye on that. So yeah, some could argue right person, wrong time. No, just a wrong person for me, despite him being a wonderful partner. And it doesn't mean, and I don't think you should hold out for someone, but it doesn't mean that you can't come into each other's orbits yeah. at a later point. I'm thinking of you and your current partner. Yeah. There were many years that you knew each other, not that you were in the mentality of like, is this the right person? But it wasn't the right person for either one of you because of where you both were in your life. And then it became mm-hmm. the right person. I do think that's different, though, than holding on for someone to become the right person with the right time. That feels like a recipe for failure. I think if that's mm-hmm. going to happen, it just needs to happen organically. Taken for someone that wasted, in my opinion, too many years holding out for that. So yeah. I think that it's one of those things that it's really easy to justify, like if only this changed or that changed. But what is the current situation? Mm-hmm. You have to be realistic with what that is and move in your life accordingly. And if so much you happen to become aligned in the future, that's amazing. But it's more the exception than the rule. And this question, I hope, will show that to be more flexible in who you are in a relationship. I think as we get older, we've heard this, and I'm guilty of this, is that you feel like you're a certain identity. I'm this person, like I'm a city person, and I'm never going to move to the suburbs. I'm never going to do that. And in a relationship, it doesn't work like that. It's like, how can I be the right person for my partner every day? Mm -hmm. And when you choose Mm -hmm. not to be the right person, that's when you kind of part ways. So I think a good way to look at this is in any relationship is you have the choice to be the right person for your partner. And can you be flexible in the things that you've hung on to forever? We all have that identity that we hang on to. And being nimble in that, I think, is really a good recipe for a good relationship. It's like, how do you define right person? We're defining it as someone you have a long-term partnership with. And I feel like that was the way the question was phrased too, right? Like, we're not doing it anymore because of these obstacles. That being said, maybe it's redefining what that means fully, because I think you can have a connection with someone and they don't end up being your life partner. Yeah. Even like I think about like soulmates versus life partners, like you can have someone come into your world and 
absolutely change it. And that's still a success in dating. Like I know I was just talking about like time wasted with my past partner that wasn't going to commit, but I actually take that back because I think it actually set me up for today. And I don't want to diminish the connection that was there, even though it didn't end up being a life partner. The part where you go wrong or where I went wrong was trying to take something that's more of that soulmate connection, mm-hmm. or even if you don't want to use the word soulmate, just the connection that's not for the long haul and trying to make it be a life partner. That's where I think yeah. there is a differentiation that needs to happen. I'm glad you brought that up because we do hang on to these narratives in a relationship. For some of you, it's the meet cute. It's like just because yes. you had a great meet cute, <laughs> you feel like you have to carry on with this relationship because it's such a great story you were meant to be. Okay, I recently met someone whose brother was going through a bad divorce. And what he ended up doing was he revisited an old friend of his from college and they reignited their connection. So at the time that he had met his wife, he also met this woman. And then when that marriage dissipated, he came back for this other woman. And in the moment, it felt very romantic. Like this was meant to be all these years of missed connections. Now we're absolutely together. At the end, you kind of have to say it was just another relationship. Yeah. And it was another learning. And she was hanging on to the idea of, oh, this is someone coming back into my life. This has to be it. We're meant to be. But they were completely incompatible for each other. So they... Yeah. You can't hang on to this narrative because guess what? We're not trying to make movies out of our relationships. This is your life. Stop hanging on to what you're trying to write and just let the story play out naturally. Don't force it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think the meet cute story is such a big part of the story. Before we go further, let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is brought to you by the One Love Foundation. The numbers of people affected by relationship abuse are startling. Abusive relationships rarely start with physical abuse. Instead, there are often red flags like manipulation, isolation, belittling, and volatility. Do you know the signs? One Love Foundation, a national nonprofit dedicated to ending relationship abuse empowers you to see the signs of an unhealthy relationship before things go too far. Visit joinonelove.org and learn to spot the signs of unhealthy and healthy relationship behaviors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. 
This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. I want to also talk about you only know what you know. Yeah. I think for me, I'll use my own example because it's easiest. I thought this was the once in a lifetime connection because it was the most connected to anyone that I ever felt before. Mm -hmm. Now, in retrospect, when I have a partner that is more of a life partner, we're doing life together, feels much more committed in every way. I realize that that was definitely not as serious as I thought it was. But to me, at the time, it was the most serious thing that I had. Mm. So a lot of times when we say, is it the right person or the wrong time? we have to look at like, is this actually what I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Like, if you look and think about what you want in a partner, I'm assuming someone that shows up consistently, someone who is there for you through thick and thin, like that person usually isn't if there's some big reason why they can't be fully committed to you. So I think that's just another thing to think about, like, what is the definition here of the right person? Is it just because it's the most connected we felt? That doesn't mean that that is our soul mate, the one, there could be someone out there that you have the same thing with or better in a different way that there aren't these barriers because you're both just want to do it. You both want to be together. We create barriers. We create them. They're like yeah. artificially made. We create these barriers because again, we want to, it's almost like we want to create friction. We want to create like this idea that we had to work yes. hard yes. <laughs> for this. What's well, the romantic mountain to climb, this thing yeah. to win someone over. It's all the rom-coms and Disney movies we watched. And it is so dumb because we end up <laughs> writing off people who actually make it easy for us. Yes, yes. But then we think, oh, maybe this is too easy. Why is this Why is this going so well? <laughs> like, why are, we, why are we keep hearing that? Like, why is this going so well? There must be something wrong. I'm going to look for that something wrong. What if we can change our perspective on how the story should go yes. and just let it play out naturally? instead of looking for these mountains to climb. Because guess what? Some of the best relationships, there are no mountains to climb. Imagine that. (laughs) It's just smooth. I mean, it's not easy. No relationship is easy, but you are able to climb some hills. That's okay. Maybe some bumps. Right. But there is no fucking mountains for you to climb. Stop trekking along. Especially in the first couple months. Like, that's the honeymoon. If it's not easy then, it's only going to get harder. Like, I feel like relationships, at least in my opinion, get harder over time. The beginning part is everyone's just in the love hormones 
And, you know, that's when it should be fairly easy. And if it's not then, then this person probably doesn't have the same plan or like priorities as you. What do you think about this, Julie? Because you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (sighs) It goes something like this. I'm seeing someone. I really like them. They say they're just not ready for me or this relationship right now. But once they move or once they get the job or once they finish school or once their mom moves out of the house, then they'll be ready for this relationship. (laughs) It's the if and then. You can't see me unless you're on our YouTube channel, but I'm like, <laughs> not even, no, like there's always going to be another reason. I really like, I don't know. I'm like so torn because that the saying like, if they wanted to, they would like, I don't yeah. love that saying either no. because I do believe there are some life things. Like, I don't think it's just like as black and white as what that saying is. Okay. Let's take the example of this person that just needs to finish school. That's their priority right now. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but holding out for this person to finally be ready, it just feels like it's so much easier to go find someone that's already ready and Mm -hmm. sees the value in front of them. If you two happen to reconnect in a year, two years, and it like takes off immediately from there, great. By all means, do it. For someone, I feel like that did wait around for someone. I don't think you should wait around for someone because it's just, it's never gonna resolve, I think. You're creating resentment from the beginning of the relationship because let's say you wait for this person and you do end up together. As the person who has been waiting, you're thinking, well, you better pay me back for my time. You gotta make this relationship worthwhile. And if that relationship doesn't work out, you place 100% of the blame on the other person because you're like, well, I did my part. I waited. The waiting game never bodes well because every day we're changing. So you're actually waiting for a different person to be aligned with you in the future. We cannot predict the future. Even if this person finishes their goals, they could want different things once those goals are finished. They're basically telling you, I don't want to be with you right now. That's all you need to hear. I don't want to be with you right now. There's this other example of, how about this? I'm dating someone who doesn't have much relationship experience. They don't want to be with me, but I really feel like I'm the best option for them. I'm going to let them date around and see, and Mm. I know they'll come back and know that I am the best person for them. (laughs) No, because also... (laughs) No. Not everyone needs to date 100 people before they find someone that's a good fit for them. So that's one BS right there. If they are the type of person, though, that wants to date around, that's the stage of life that they're in. It's not like, I don't know why we're thinking like it needs to be that in order for it to be this. I see those as two independent constructs completely. I agree. The wedding I went to last weekend, we sat at a table where most of the couples met in college or shortly after college, and they've only been with each other. And they're going strong. And when I dug into why their relationships are so strong, it's because they've dated multiple people within that relationship. You don't need to date physically different people. They've just been changing and evolving so much that even five years ago, they felt like the relationship was completely different. And I really admire that because that is what creates the bond between two people is that you're evolving and changing together. You don't need to be sleeping around with other people to know, oh, hey, I really should be with 
this person. If anything, it's probably just going to make them realize, I really just want to keep sleeping around. I mean, all these scenarios, all they're doing as, you know, I'm a big How I Bet Your Mother fan, but there was yeah. this episode that they call, like, basically you're on someone's hook. And it was a chain yeah. of like when Ted, the main character, had this girl he was pursuing. And then she had a guy that she yes. was pursuing. And it was just like a chain. And he had a girl that was pursuing him that he like had on the hook. And that's all it's doing this right now. And that in that episode, that's why I thought of it. It would be like, I'm really into you but not right now. And like that right now yeah. was like the, or like, I want a relationship, but not right now. Right and that was now. like the hook right there, the right now. But we're living for the right now. We got to evaluate <sighs> your choices right now. And yes, we can look at the potential of someone, but that potential is not a fact. It's not fully realized. It's just a concept. The right now is fully formed. It's tangible. It's in front of you. And you can really truly judge this person, this, your relationship based on the right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to throw it back to another brunch talk we did the difference between settling and being picky our yeah. number one brunch talk but we did a list of the only seven things that matter in a partner and the first one was consistency and how they're showing up and we said it if that's not there all the other ones don't matter again pending you're looking for a long-term committed relationship but with this whole thing with the right person right time if things were different we could be together the reality is that's number one is missing in some way or you wouldn't be asking this question in the first place. So it almost yep. doesn't matter what the rest of that connection looks like, unless you just want to say it's the right connection for the fleeting moment. But that's usually not yes. the right person. That's not the right person. It's a good <laughs> moment to have. Yeah. We all it's not love those the moments. one, right? If you believe in the one. Yes. Yeah, if you believe in the one. That's a whole other topic. Oh my God. <laughs> but no, but the most dangerous thing that can come out of this right person thing is believing that they're the one and waiting for yes. it. I probably sound like a broken record on that, but if the, that is the biggest learning I've had in my dating life. And I think I hope that could get past to people is like, we need to separate reality with fantasy, like what's actually happening versus what do mm -hmm. we want to be happening. And, you know, it's really nice to live in the world of, oh, in a month when they're done with school or when they move closer next year, it's a nice like space to be in because it's not reality of being like, damn, this sucks. We can't be together. I get it. It's like, I know what some of you in this situation are thinking, but they treat me like yeah. we're already in a relationship. They've introduced me as their boyfriend, girlfriend partner, whatever, but their actions aren't lining up to what you're hoping to happen. So it's very easy for people to act coupley. I know that's yeah. what gets you confused, <laughs> but we do have to know that imagine if someone acted coupley with you and actually was proud and wanted to be in a relationship with you versus someone who just acts coupley, but then says, I don't want to be with you, maybe later. Hot and cold. Imagine yeah. how much better it could be. Yeah. Like, don't don't be with that. That's what settling is. We often yeah. misuse this word. Oh, I don't want to settle for someone less than me. No, you're settling for someone who's not giving you what you want. That is yep. settling and that's the type of settling we will not settle for. That is the ultimate settling paradox. Why we think that yeah. we can't settle for someone under six feet, yet we can settle for being treated like wishy-washy, right? situationship, right. no clear committed future. Like what? That makes no sense. No sense. No sense. Okay. 
anybody listening, we're getting heated here. And there's a good reason for this, because we know you have a friend who needs to hear this right now. Send them (laughs) this episode. Help them get out of their own hellhole of waiting or thinking about timing or what ifs. And then send it to that friend who needs to hear this right now. Or maybe you're the one who needed to hear this right now. Listen to it. We wish. (laughs) Listen 10 times over. We wish we had listened to this. Oh, my God. Before we got into the waiting game of this, like, is it? It's just a timing. No. (laughs) Get over that fact. Share this with a friend. Replay it. Your friend will very much appreciate it. The reason why we're so passionate about it, because for all the hours that the two of us could get back for this. So we're here to do the work for you to already go through this misery. So you don't have to do it again. And I know it's a nice romantic story to tell yourself that love (laughs) conquers all. It doesn't. And if it truly does, like you'll reconnect at some point, but don't hold out for it. Yeah. Love is built. Love is created. Love does not save you. Okay. It's not a given. It's something you create together. So if someone's not willing to create that love for you or with you, it cannot conquer it because it never existed in the first fucking place. Okay, we're telling you this because we've done our 10,000 hours. Consider us experts (laughs) in the waiting and timing game. You're welcome. Do we want to be experts in this? I don't know, but we are. (laughs) Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. You're welcome. This is what we should do our TED Talk on. I feel like we're we're heated on this one. (laughs) Yeah. We should. It's because we know there's something better out there. And we know that when you are thinking that timing is the reason, you end up adapting to this other person opposed to putting your needs first. So it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from if any of this felt like it was a little tough love and (laughs) hard hitting. It's because we know that person is out there that cannot freaking wait to be with you. And how much better is that than having someone that's half in it? don't want just a tip. It's never not just the t- <laughs> never a good feeling. <laughs> Give it the whole fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> that can mean so much more. <laughs> so much more, but happy brunch. Hope you all are enjoying your meals <sighs> or your walks, whatever activities you're doing right now. Keep sending in these questions. Like we said, we never run out of questions. We never stop answering questions. Send them in. No question is bad for this show. Like we'll try to get to every question. So send those in. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at Datable Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay datable and trust us. We look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.